Lunch with Pepper Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. It's 11 minutes past one. We've all got our Christmas hats on. Hope you'll join the festivities and join the conversation on 021-446-0567. Always lovely to have Wendy Nola in studio with us. We love having her wherever she is in the country, but it makes a huge difference when you're with us, Wendy. And nice to have you with us for the last one before uh, you got a bit of a break. Thanks, Pippa. I always love being in the studio with all of you. And we have to start by saying a note of congratulations. <laughs> I mentioned it yesterday, but for those who didn't hear it yesterday, we heard earlier this week that Wendy was named the winner in the Electronic media category of the SA Association of Food Science and Technologies Meritorious Awards for Journalism and it was basically recognizing her radio work on several crucial stories, among them issues on food labeling, on expiry dates, food fraud and the adulteration of honey. If those sound familiar, they should because a lot of them were on the show. <laughs> Wendy, were. congrats. Thanks so much, Pippa. Very, very well deserved. Lovely early Christmas present for me, very unexpected. So and I think, I think I didn't enter myself, I was nominated by someone, but I think it was back in May, so I just completely forgotten all about it and it was yeah, Surprise. lovely, lovely yeah. timing yes thank you well very very richly deserved so well done thank you. okay just a reminder that today we're talking your basic rights and rules around returning items you can phone if you've got a question or an experience you'd like to share with us 021-446-0567 or leave a voice note on 072-567-1567 now Wendy a couple of weeks ago our listener Brendan mailed asking if you could please just recap the different rules that apply to items that have some kind of basic defect and the concept of something being fit for purpose versus items you just don't like anymore, have changed your mind about. Mm. The Consumer Protection Act is very clear, isn't it? Well, exactly. So we've had this this act for almost eight years. In April, it'll be eight years. But most people I've come to, I've had to accept this, get it wrong most of the time. And I'm not just talking about consumers, shopkeepers as well, from small um, owner-run boutiques to the staff who man the returns counters at the massive national retailers. It is an almost daily thing that um, complaints come in from from both sides that okay. um, there's a lack of understanding about how it works. And and the first thing to know is that the act doesn't cover the return of defective um, products. Sorry. It does cover the return of defective products. It doesn't cover the return of non-defective products. So in other words, if something you bought is just fine, but you don't like it for whatever whatever reason, there is no legal right of return. And this is not just some backward South African thing. This is globally, in America, across Europe, wherever. There's no country that that gives you the legal right. Stores might have their own policies, but you don't have the legal right to return anything. Um, but yeah, a lot of um, companies, stores, retailers are still getting it wrong when it comes to the return of um, defective items. So earlier this month, for example, I was approached by Dover Hansafort, who'd bought a weed eater from Macro Cape Gate in September and it broke the first time he used it, he said. So he oh. took it back um, wanting a refund. It was sent off for assessment and this is the first must know. If you do return a defective product, understand that you're not entitled to have your money put back in your hand there and then or um, a replacement given to you the company does have the right to send it off to their supplier for technical assessment to rule out user abuse because you know there are occasions when we through you know unwittingly or by accident we do damage the things we've bought and that's obviously not a defect that is something that we've caused but in this case Dover was told that he'd have to pay 300 rand for the repair to the weed eater um, which would have been fun if the assessment had found that he'd somehow caused the problem by 
wafting that weed eater over gravel or something like that. Yeah. And in which case, obviously, the warranty would not cover it because he caused the problem. But that's not what Dover was told. He was told by store staff that they only cover product returns for two weeks after purchase. What? And I was like, that's not possible. But apparently, this is what was said. I have taken... Um, the case up with Macro and I'm awaiting a response. It's not a great time to be engaging with corporates at the moment. Because um, everyone's on leave. Everyone's on leave. But, but I mean, the magic number is six, six months, months, not, not two, two weeks. weeks. Yes. Yeah. So um, that person um, on that day must have been new or untrained or standing in or something. Um, because, yeah, as I said, this, this act is nearly eight years with us now. But people shouldn't be getting it that wrong. Yeah. So, so in short, we have the right, according to the legislators of this uh, Consumer Protection Act, to expect that anything we buy, even if it's secondhand, is fit for purpose that gives us some return on our money, performs without defect for at least six months, whether it's a pair of shoes or a drone and everything in between, right? Um, because, yeah, and if it does fail in some way during those six months, the golden six months, and provided we didn't cause the problem, as I say, we have the right to return it. And this is the big plus of the CPA for consumers for our choice of a refund repair or replacement we no longer um, as in the days before CPA have to accept a repair because obviously a repair is what the companies most want they don't lose the sale they don't care if you don't have your microwave for six months while it gets repaired or whatever it is in an extreme case right Um, but even now eight years on if you take something back to a store and say this is broken they'll say no problem we'll fix that for you and they're relying on consumers not knowing their rights that they can say actually I don't want it fixed I want a replacement Um, I have a right to choose my my remedy between the three R's and actually I want a refund or I want a replacement Um, so it's, it really is a case, this, when it comes to returns, of knowledge is power. And um, as long as you're getting it right, as long okay. as you're not demanding um, some kind of recourse when the product is not defective. Or if you know that you broke it, obviously you that's know, different. Yes. So you bought the weed eater. It genuinely didn't work out the box. You take it back and you say, I would like and I have a choice of a refund, a repair or a replacement. What else do we need to take with us when we go in other than the knowledge of those rights? Okay, really? so it would obviously your till slip. Um, yeah. Even if it is a product that is only sold by that retailer, obviously the time of the date of purchase is important because that's golden six months will be determined by the proof of purchase. If you have an account with a company or like a macro card, for example, it the act just says it's proof of purchase. So they must look up on their system. They will be able to prove the date of purchase. So okay. it's not only limited. You need to prove the day you bought it and what you bought and what you paid for it, basically. Yeah. Um, and then you need patience because you're, you know, you're upset. This product's broken. You want some remedy Right away, that's human nature. But realize, you know, they do need to see, send the product off to technical or for technical assessment if they want to do that. So you need to then. Um, and unfortunately, there's nothing that says it has to be within 10 days or something. So some companies push it. And I, think I always say to consumers, get them to commit. To it can't be date, an open-ended yeah. thing. Is it five working days? Is it 10 working days? At least it's only fair that they give you some kind of idea when you'll get it back and that, you know, they commit to that. Very important a lot of, um, especially electronic goods retailers, will say, sorry for you, you need the original box. box. That may apply from month seven when their 
warranty kicks in and they have the sole right to determine how that warranty works and what their terms and conditions are, right? So I always say don't actually throw the box away because if it goes wrong from month seven, then you're going to need it. But in that first six months, if something goes wrong and you happen to not have the original packaging, the box, if you want to have it, they cannot deny you the right, um, that, that CPA warranty. They cannot sure. deny you a refund, and a lot of consumers don't know that. I've got that directly from the National Consumer Commission. Some that's a big ago. one. Uh, it's very that big. Is Their big lawyers okay. are very emphatic about that. So don't. So let the message them do is that still keep the boxes. Keep the because box. If something quite goes a funny wrong thing. Seven. But if you'll you need the box, if yeah. you didn't know that and you threw it away, and in the first six months there's a problem, they can't deny you. Um, that recourse because, as I say, it's that golden CPA warranty of six months. Okay. Now, before we move on to the other side of the story with the items that weren't defective, a question on the WhatsApp line. This is an interesting one. Somebody who bought a television set in September 2017 and in September 2018, the unit started becoming defective. After a lot of hassles, the TV manufacturer agreed to take it back as it was still under warranty. The distributor where I purchased the TV from now wants to hold back a 15% depreciation fee. Is that legal, is the question. I'll get to that later on, but we can deal with it now. Um, it's it's definitely not illegal because the CPA, CPA only covers the first six months, right? So this is a year, was a later. year later. So, mm. the, so the manufacturer's warranty was then in place and they have the right to determine their conditions. Um, as I say, original packaging is usually one of them and some of them, not all, do see fit to levy a percentage as some kind of admin fee. It's not uncommon um, and, so, and it's certainly not illegal because as I say, they only legally required to warrant um, the, any goods that they sell for six months, okay. and anything after that is a is actually a competitor thing. And it, you know, um, we consumers expect um, a little bit more, but they have sole discretion to come up with the terms and okay. conditions. So it's take it or leave it. Really. So had it been asked for in the first six months, it Com- would have been illegal. Completely but after the illegal. first six months, it's not. Yes, and also the act says that the goods must be sent back at the supplier's cost if it's defective in the first six months. So there's that as well. I mean, most yeah. of us would just get in our car and whatever. But strictly speaking, they should um, come and fetch it's it from at, you. It's at yeah. the cost, yes. Okay, great. Thanks for that. Uh, Dion, oh, Dion asking the million dollar question. Does the six month co- count on a new cell phone on contract as well? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I'm glad, <laughs> thank you for that question, Dion, because um, you wouldn't think so by the Way responses that, behave, that people yeah. get from these cell phone shops. But absolutely, they're kicking and screaming. But if your cell phone goes wrong, there's none of this out of the box, you've got 10 days. I mean, I've signed those contracts yeah. and, and the people behind the desk know me and they go, yes, we know the yes, yes, CPA, but the this is the contract. Um, if it, the, it, the CPA trumps any contract, right? Mm. So if it goes wrong in the first six months and it's not your fault, you didn't drop the phone in water, whatever, they don't have the right to say we're sending it off for repair. And why should you have to do that? You're paying a monthly subscription for, for it, yeah. Which yeah. includes the cost of the handset. So um, if it's, yeah, and most a replacement, obviously it's on, if it's on contract, you're not going to get a refund because you haven't paid the phone off yet. It's, yeah. it's on contract. But most definitely what most people want is a replacement and phone, they want yeah. it there. And then I had experience of this myself with a dongle that I bought just suddenly uh, refused to charge. And they said, okay, we'll send it away and it's going to be this long. And I went, CPA, six months. Oh, okay, here we are. New Here's one. New one, yeah. Straight away. Didn't ask me for um, where's the box or anything like that. I actually genuinely thought it was... Um, Something they could just deal with then and there, but and, yeah, and I almost, I almost, me after all these years, I almost said yes, okay. And then I went, hold Hang on, on it's less second. than six months old. No, yeah. no, give me another one. Yeah. So thanks for the question. So you have to be very sure of your CPA rights when it comes to cell phones because um, 
they're notorious very for, big, they are notorious yeah. for, for denying them. Deny it, yes. yeah. Okay, thanks, Dion. Right, okay, so that's dealing with issues that were genuinely defective in some way. It's not the same, though, Wendy. If you, you bought something or you were given something as a gift and you just decided you don't like it anymore, you'd like to take it back. Yes. So, yeah, um, this is the, the problem comes, the confusion is stems from the fact that stores don't put up notices and don't um, explain their returns policies by doing the most important thing and that is um, differentiating between the return of defective goods and the return of non-defective goods because they are worlds apart. apart yeah. So for example a, a no cash refund sign in a store is not legal anymore because that would only apply to non-defective returns. If someone yes. returns something defective so you You've need to say and I've yeah. actually drawn these things up for companies who've asked me just and I see them around and it gives me great pleasure because at least um, everybody knows where they stand so you see um, strife at returns counters and at cash desks of um, retailers around the country where people are demanding refunds for something they've bought back because um, they don't fit towards an unwanted gift or they got home and someone had already bought this item for them and they say, the CPA says I need it. You have to give me a refund. Yeah. And they just, I don't know, to me, I can't understand why more people don't get this, but colleagues and associates yeah. and family members still question me about this every week. So I don't know what needs to happen for that to sink that in. To sink in. I yeah. think the problem is also that many retailers will take things back and will um, give a, a voucher or a replacement. Very, very few will give money back. They don't want to lose the sale, and why yeah. should they? Um, but yeah, I think if there's one message I could leave people with to just because it's the thing, the part of the act that affects most of us most of the time, if you think yeah. about it, this. Um, if it's not defective, anything they do t- for you, if you take it back, just taking it back is an act of goodwill. It is essentially a favor that they're doing you. Yeah. Um, so to stomp your foot and say, I demand a refund is... You're actually out of line. You, you are, it, it's you your are own out personal of change of yes. heart. It's not anything that they've done wrong. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So um, as you said, I mean, in many cases, they will let you swap those items for something else or they might give you a credit voucher, etc. So so if you are offered those options, good for the store. It's a, it's a gesture of goodwill. It's not a legal requirement. Um, okay. So it, the, the message really is it pays to... To ask Interrogate. for a store's policies before you pay and, and leave. And ask properly because this is how it goes, Pippa. You say, if I, do, if I change my mind or I'm buying this for my daughter or my mom or whatever, mm. and if they don't like it, especially this time of year, if they don't like it, can they bring it back? And the assistant will say, yes, of course. You're thinking they'll get a refund. They're thinking we'll, we'll give them a voucher the right or something. Yes. Yeah. And there's a very big difference. So interrogate. And nine and a half times out of ten, it won't be we'll give you a refund. It will be something else. Okay. Now, let's uh, – sorry, just a question here. Of, oh, sorry, a comment on the S. Line and you, yeah, you, you've actually just snatched the thought out of my head. Woolworths has an exceptional returns policy. I have never even had the receipt of the item. They check the barcode, look up the purchase price, whether or not it was on sale, etc., and have always offered me a refund. I think Woolworths, if and I say I don't know where it comes from, yeah. <laughs> I've got a, it, it's fueled in large part by Woolworths and they're exceptionally consumer friendly, chosen. 
uh, returns policies on yep. non-defective um, returns. And so it has become a perception that this is a legal right. And that is that it should be the norm and everywhere, it, but it's not necessarily so. Woolworths, so. when you take back that top that you doesn't fit your daughter that you bought because she wasn't with you when you were shopping, um, know that legally Woolworths and every other retailer in the land can say, I'm sorry, um, you, There's you, nothing wrong with it. We're not obliged to take it, it back. You, you, it's your consumer obligation, responsibility is to make sure that you want what you're buying. You're, you exercise your choice mm. and your discretion, not afterwards. But, of course, that doesn't happen, and this is where the confusion comes in. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, Mahira, I see your call, and we will come to you in just a moment. But first, we have a case study that we want to just share with everybody around um, uh, a, a particular circumstance with a custom-made item. Yes. Uh, and in fact, I'm going to ask my producer just to take Mahira's number so we can call her back because I don't want her holding for too long at her cost. Uh, we first want to say hello uh, to Mags Windsor, who's with us on the line, who is the owner of uh, a dance and swimwear shop in Tiger Valley. And this case study speaks particularly to the issue of, Wendy, if you've ordered something custom-made, like a special dress or a yes. lounge suite, and it doesn't turn out the way you thought. Yes, so there's a very big difference between it being not what you said you wanted and not what you thought you were going to get. Okay. And that's where Mags comes in, yeah. So Mags, lovely to have you with us, and thank you so much for chatting to us this afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hi, Pippa. Hi, Wendy and the listeners. Now, I believe this all started with a customer who approached you to make a custom-make a swimming costume. Can you tell us briefly what happened? Yes, um, so it is a service that we offer. Um, it's bespoke swimwear that we, we offer. So customary, well, what we do is the, the customer comes in for a consultation where we discuss the design and choose fabrics. And then uh, payment is taken um, and she decided upon a certain uh, design. Mm-hmm. And um, luckily, I received all of this by email, so I had it in writing. We duly made the garment and called her in for the first fitting. I always allow us two fittings. Um, I tell the customers that you know when you're making it from picture to pattern to body, it does require possibly two fittings. Yeah. So we called her in for the first fitting, and she disliked the style. There was nothing wrong with the workmanship, but the style just did not suit her. So she asked for a different style. Um, And I'm very keen to make the customer happy. So I said, yes, let's go for it. And we made her a second garment. Um, She came in for the first fitting of the second garment, but was in a hurry. um, And it required a few tweaks. And we she gave us an hour to make those tweaks which we did and she came in collected the garment and off she went i then got whatsapp pictures and um, a demand for a full refund based on the fact that she wasn't happy with the garment so um i said to her in between i'd emailed wendy to find out what was i correct in all the things that i was doing but i did say to her that you know my pledge is that you need a second fitting and I'm very happy to make the garment perfect for you before you walk out of the store. So please give us the chance and we will fix it for you. Fortunately, she did come back. We fixed it. It looked perfect and off she went, a happy customer. But she did throw the CPA at me and um, tried to say that the garment was not fit for reasonable Use perfect. So, so there's a distortion <laughs> she added there. A little word. She added a little word in there. Okay. <laughs> so um, yes. 
Okay, thanks for the explanation, Max. Please stay with us. We're just going to break to the news headlines and then we'll come back to Mags' story and Wendy, your reflections on, on, on sure. some of the nuances of what went on there. But we must just say first good afternoon to Regan Thor because it is half past one. Thank you so much, Regan. Um, so let's just come back to uh, Mags Windsor, who's just shared with us that story of the custom garment made not once but twice, uh, Wendy, and the customer who did eventually uh, walk away a happy customer. That's the happy mm. ending to the story. But there's a good example of, of customers just not quite understanding what the yeah. terms mean. So two things. Uh, Mags would have been entitled to charge her for both because, and this is where... It's very important, as Max did, to have a very strong documentation to prove that what you made was what the customer wanted. Asked you to make. Yes, in terms of design, in terms of fabric, in terms of measurements and all of that. I think as much documentation as you can have, the better. Because that's the that's the the custom made element then is if all those criteria are met, if if they if the supplier ticked all those boxes in terms of the specification, it just didn't look the way you thought it was going to look. That is your risk. It's mm. not something you can put on the supplier. Yeah, it, that is your risk. And I love that not fit for purpose because that line has been not fit um, for reasonable twisted. purpose. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'll never forget when the act was very new. I had a, a Cape Town guy. Um, I was writing a column in the Cape Times at the time, writing to me very outrageous. He'd spent a fortune on some designer jeans. And when he got home, they didn't look as good on him as he kind of thought. Yeah. And so he said, these je- these jeans are not fit for purpose. In other words, they don't, they don't fit him properly. <laughs> and this swimming costume case reminded me of that. It's not the same thing. The act means not fit for purpose. In other words, you know, you cannot um, use that weed eater anymore because it's not, it's, it's, uh, that's probably a bit extreme, but it's not fit for purpose in that um, the kitchen cupboard started warping after three months kind of thing. That's mm. not fit for purpose because that's not how the kitchen cupboards are supposed to perform. Oh, yes, it's, okay. it's not able it's to do what exactly it is intended to do. Not suiting yeah. you or not fitting you. I had another case this week, the woman said the shoes are too wide. It's like, yeah. Try That's them on not before fit. you buy them. Yeah, and they go onto the act section fifty six, and they see this not fit for purpose, and they go, "Oh, yes." Then, then I have recourse. It's it's not not the not same the case. thing. No. Just to to finish with Mags, Mags. I mean, have uh, I'm happy for you that in the end you have a happy customer. It's been at at some expense to yourself in having to make two garments, and obviously it's been, uh, I would imagine, a fair amount of stress. Ha- has this made you relook at the way you sort of do your paper trail, or do you do you advertise new terms and conditions? Is it is it adjusting the way you do business going forward? Yes, definitely. Um, I certainly have um, taken on board Wendy's um, input into my returns policy, which I have posted on the desk and behind the counter and in the change rooms and everywhere else I can think of. Um, Also, I'm definitely going to put everything in writing. There are some that um, kind of... uh, The other thing is that if it's WhatsApp and email, then it gets very confusing. You don't know where you read it. So I would prefer to stick to one um, uh, modem, you know, because then then at least we can follow the paper trail. And the other thing, just I just want to um, add, when you mentioned something about gifts, um, when somebody buys something and um, the person's not there to uh, fit it or brings it back because it was a gift, what I do is I always ask the customer, is this a gift? Especially at this time of year, I ask, is it a gift? And if they say yes, then I write gift onto the, um, the top of the receipt. All our return policies are down at the bottom of the receipt, but I write gift. And I always tell them that they are welcome to bring it in and exchange it for a different um, size or different product. 
um, I always explain we don't do cash refunds, we either do a voucher or an exchange. Which that's seems very absolutely fair. fair. Yeah. yeah. Max Windsor, thank you for chatting to us and, and sharing uh, the lessons you've learned from the experience and uh, so that everybody else can learn from them. Uh, Mahira is on the line from Claremont. Thanks for your patience, Mahira. Um, you looking for some advice, I think, on a policy for retailers. Good afternoon. Yes. Hello, Wendy and Pepper. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. So this is, I think, from the other side, um, which is from a retailer side. Mm-hmm. We've recently applied to a service provider to um, have an online payment system. And they then said our consumer policy is not uh, CPA compliant. So I just wanted to maybe get a quick um, response in terms of what would be the, the essential items. Because what we have is that people can get refunds and exchanges if, if items have been unworn. And secondly, if they're faulty and, they've been un, and they're unworn, we'll exchange them directly. And thirdly, if they're faulty but the item has been worn, we reserve the right to first uh, inspect it. Um, before we exchange or um, uh, or refund the customer, what other elements would there be? I mean, what else are we missing? Um, if you're in, if you do you only operate as an online retailer, Mahira? No, no, online and bricks and mortar. Okay, so if it's online, they have the right to return for a refund within seven days because it's a special okay. dispensation in terms of the electronics and something okay. communications act so it's an extra protection that you don't have if you buy from bricks and mortar because of the so unseen element that. so that yeah. would be something that you would okay. add and otherwise everything seems fine except that you need to be clear about the time limits you didn't say maybe you were just well um, we summarizing. It must be so we said to receive a, to receive a refund or make an exchange it must be returned within 24 hours of purchase and must be in new condition and unworn. Okay, that is, that is, is that fine if it's... No, it's not unreasonable because, as we've been saying, if the item is not um, defective, and you're talking bricks and mortar here because I've already said they have seven days to return an online, an online purchase, one. Yeah. Um, you have the complete right to determine whether you're going to take it back and then if you do, what those terms are. However, when it comes to defective um, returns, you can't say 24 hours. They have six months to do so so you i think the problem with with you're a classic example of of what's typical in the in the marketplace is that you're not differentiating clearly enough between um, a defective return and non-defective return and between the six month cpa period and and your voluntary warranty after that but I think, as you pointed out before, there's this fuzzy line now which some retailers have created where people expect you to take things back regardless of whether they change their mind or whether it's faulty. Right, and that's where having a detailed returns um, policy that differentiates between defective and non-defective and mentions the CPA in those six months, the more retailers start to do that, the more the consumer will get the idea that this is the norm and this is this is where they have a legal right and this is where they don't don't, and where the retailer is essentially choosing um, to do it as a customer service, not because it's their legal right. Yes, because it's extremely frustrating, especially for small business owners, because you can't actually afford to do that, particularly when you sold the item in good faith and in good working order. I often will say to a consumer who's demanding a refund, if you were a shopkeeper and you sold an item that's in perfectly good condition, the person didn't do their homework first or whatever, they changed their mind, um, would you want to lose that sale? Would you want to return the money? And there's a sort of this, well, yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> you know? So, so yes, I think um, it's very, very fair to not refund and to rather do an exchange. But again, in the first six months, if something is brought back to you and it's defective, you do not have an, the legal right to refuse a refund.
Mihira, thank you for your call because it's interesting to get the perspective from always, the other side always, uh, as you've um, just welcome. given us. Yeah, yes. Thank you for that call. So you've touched there, Wendy, on one of the two exceptions we wanted to mention, the one being if you're buying online, that Electronic Communications and Transaction Act gives you some extra rights, including that cooling off period of seven days after delivery of the goods. Yes, it's uh, delivery, so not, you can not, not order. That applies to bricks and mortar as well. If you order something from a store and they say it's coming from the warehouse, we'll deliver it to you. That six-month clock starts ticking from the day it gets delivered to your home. Not from the not day from you place the, day the you order. Place the okay. Order. Yeah. And then the other thing is if you, it's different if you bought something as a result of direct marketing, isn't it? Yes. So we have a lot of extra rights there because direct marketing involves, um, in most cases, a quite hard sell, yeah. especially when it's face-to-face. So you get stopped in a mall or in an airport and someone wants to dem something to you or come and look how wonderful our cosmetic is or our hair straightening iron or whatever. Um, In that case, you can cancel within five business days for a full refund. Same applies to these timeshare or holiday. Uh But as we've seen from the... um, the uh, report into that timeshare industry and it, it applies to all direct marketers many of those players um, deliberately put hurdles in the way of you actually being able to deliver that cancellation within five business days down yep. to giving wrong addresses etc um, so sure. I mean I'm not a fan of direct marketing at all but that that is um if you're going to buy something from direct marketing, I would suggest that you quiz them very strongly about that cooling off period and make them write down the address to which you must send your cancellation. Ah, uh, that's a good so idea. So they can't say, say that you made the mistake. Yeah. Very good um, idea. And yeah, you've mentioned the other one about um, online, online sales. Trust you you okay. get that seven days. Yeah. Now, there are lots of comments and queries around online sales that haven't materialized. We'll get to those after the break. Yes. Uh, just before we leave uh, the terms and conditions, et cetera, though, um, this is touching on sort of a, into the territory of a story that came up a week or two ago on the show when somebody phoned to complain about a bra that she didn't consider mm. fit for purpose, Wendy. Um, any update for us on that one? Yes, I've put quite a bit of work into that one, but the short story is we can't get into it uh, today. This, well, let's give the back one. So the bra was made of a pale um, textured fabric, which after a few wears under a dark top had little balls of that dark fabric embedded into it in, in a way that it would have damaged the fabric if she tr- if the, the woman had tried to pull it away. Pull it off. Margaret yeah. was her name. Um, so she was saying that that's not fit for purpose, um, and she felt that she was entitled to return it for her choice of the three R's: refund, replacement, repair. And I agreed with her. I did investigate it with the owner of the bra shop. Um, we exchanged a few emails around that issue. Um, the case is now with the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud. The problem came in, I emailed her originally, as did the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud, but to the address on the company's Facebook page, which turns out to be um, not in use anymore. So there was a big delay there. And, okay. and so we have to wait until that um, the Ombud office does its work on the case. And I'm very interested to see how they, they go say. with this one. And so, yeah, to be continued in the new year. Okay, to be continued in the new year. We'll take some more of your calls and a couple of the SMSs come. Consumer Talk. Open line. So we'll, I'm happy to carry on taking calls and questions around returns and fit for purpose, etc. but also happy to open the lines on other topics. And um, somebody's called in during the break to say, please remind everybody to cash in their pick-and-pay smart shopper points before the end of the year. Wendy, I remember this conversation came yes. up this time last year. There was a change. Yes. Um, they Then there was also, well, I got a, a storm of complaints in January 
and going into February when people realized that they had forfeited quite a few of their smart shopper points because from um, those that hadn't been used kind of were just hopsed away um, at the end of December and they said, no, they're valid for a year. And there was a big controversy around how well or not did they inform customers, um, customers about, about this, this? Yeah. and a lot said well I just wasn't aware and I've been saving them for something special or whatever. and many people who did go it was a case by case thing but many people who did go into store um, were able to get those points reinstated but um, yeah now it's coming up again I predict a similar thing but I also predicted well, they should have done it by now. Yeah, they were. I, I'd be I very surprised anything, if but they then got again, returns now. On the public holiday, on Monday, I did a shop and I redeemed my my points. Okay, so if you're doing any kind of Christmas it shopping, can be done it's at the pays to do it now. You don't have yeah. to go into the to the, swipe the kiosk, kiosk thing. Yeah. No, you, you, yeah. Okay. Funny thing was, the woman said, oh, I need to swipe an item first in order to activate it. But then she swiped it and she said, you've got your whatever it was. Um, and yes, I benefited from that. So Okay. Now, speaking of pick and pay, somebody's just WhatsApped us a photograph of a, t- yes. uh, a cell phone handset purchased there. And they've sent us a copy of the, the terms and conditions. And On the till slip, which at least it's there where you can't miss it. But I'm just reading this and it says, and, and, and this is an industry norm. Eh? It says... Um, Faulty handsets may be exchanged provided it is within seven days from selling date. Day one counts as, sorry, day sold counts as day one. Provided that the phone hasn't been physically damaged and is returned with original packaging. There's another one. Yeah. Gong. Um, the handset also carries a 24-month repair guarantee, which expires, blah, blah, blah. So... This is this is not taking into account the CPA provisions. I believe there's a voice note that goes with that photograph. In fact, let's take a listen to it. Your program is very uh, interesting. I just bought a, a little feature phone, and they forced me to sign a contract. Um, I've sent you the pictures, but they forced me to sign a contract that says um, I can only return it within seven days from from buying it. Very yeah. interesting. That that would be fine if it was non-defective, if you just had a change of heart about whatever. Yeah. But for faulty merchandise, there is no special dispensation on cell phones, and nor should there be in my view. So, um, And anything that you've signed, if, if the contract does not comply with the law, it's invalid. So as the CPA trumps everything, and I'll be very happy... Um, this is not just one one retailer doing it. This is the norm. I don't yeah. know how they get it. The cell phone gets industry gets away with murder with a lot. Yeah. I will um, most definitely be taking that up with the retailer and um, on those two counts. You can't within six months. You can't say um, we're not taking this back because you don't have original yeah um, packaging. So I was holding on for Desmond and Heathfield, but I think you've just answered his question. I suspect Desmond, if it was something else. Um, just give us a ring and we'll call you back because I know you were holding quite a while, but I suspect you did just answer his question <laughs> okay. around electric, uh, electronic aqu- uh, appliances. A couple of interesting ones coming through on the SMS line, and this takes us into territory we covered last week um, uh, to some degree. Uh, the question on the SMS line is, my niece bought an Egyptian cotton duvet cover from a take from Take-A-Lot on a Black Friday special for about 500 rand. They sent my niece a polycotton duvet cover that looked similar. She complained they gave her back her 500 rand, but she feels it's fraudulent and she wants her Egyptian cover that she was promised. Does she have a case? They have refunded her. her money. She could could, uh, lodge a complaint with the... um Goodness, what's the ASA called now? The Advertising Regulatory Board, I think it is. No, now, the new one, yes. Yes, but essentially they 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 will take um, complaints of that nature. That is that is misleading advertising. If you want to send me an email, I'd, I'd be very happy to um, 
to to raise it with them and and um, find out how that misrepresentation happened. But um, I suspect more than getting your money back, there's there's not much more that we can do. But at least put them on the spot and say absolutely. You know, okay, so uh, if you out. want to send that email, it's consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K N O W. L-E-R, and just put Cape Talk Egyptian Cotton Duvet mm, in the please. subject line. Wendy will know to look for it. We have got Desmond back. Desmond and Heathfield, sorry to have kept you holding so long there, Desmond. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. My question is one that's been nagging a lot of people, I think. You know, electrical uh, fittings and uh, switches and stuff like that. You know, they, the, the electrical companies have this thing. If you buy it, it's non-returnable if it's failed within a few days. No, nonsense. Because I'll tell you why. Uh, let me just uh, give a, an example. My neighbor bought a petrol pump, which is an electrical thing at your foot. And within a few days, it failed. And uh, the company that he bought it from said, I'm sorry, sir, it's your problem. That's not our problem. No. The days of foot toot <laughs> with items like that disappeared on the 1st of April 2011. Um, I find those notices, and I've taken up many cases involving the um, suppliers of those car spares in particular, and I've never yet taken up a case where they haven't backed down and and, and done the right thing. They chance that they, they, they rely on consumers not being well enough informed about their rights in terms of the CPA and not um, being able to have access to justice when those rights are infringed. So it's it's just, you know, every industry has its blind spot, mm. and that industry, it's, that is the norm. Again, just like cell phones, you, you can only bring it back if it fails in seven days, like as if the CPA doesn't apply to them. It's absolute nonsense. Just because it doesn't suit them doesn't mean they don't uh, that the law Point doesn't apply stop. to them. Yes, so um, they still have that ruling. But it's not okay, and unfortunately, the enforcement is not great. Mm. So we then have the power of traditional media like this and social media. As long as it's true and in the public interest, no one can accuse you of defamation. So let's assert ourselves as consumers. Let's let's name and shame. And no, no, I, I, that's why I wanted to phone in because he, now he's, he's an old man, and now he's got to wait until he gets a pension again to go get another thing to buy a thing again. Well, he's now worried that if the same thing happens, he'll be out of pocket. Okay, so it is a bad time of year for this. I'm working through, but um, companies aren't, so uh, most of them. So if you'd like to document that for me in an in an email, I prefer, I'd love to see the, the copy of the proof of purchase, the, the till slip, and the date and the product and everything. The, the better a complaint is, is documented, the easier it is for me. Then I can send it off without going backwards and forwards to try and get more information. Okay. Um, so if you could um, do that for the, for the gentleman who was wronged, um, I, I will um, take it up. I'll have to find an email address. It's very difficult at this time of the year, but I, but we can try. In some yeah. ways, it's easier in terms of me because my email inbox, my in- the load shrinks while everyone's holidaying, and yeah. so I'm better able to deal to get with on top the complaints of some of these that complaints. do come. Yes. yes, even if it takes a while for the corporates to come back and respond. This is actually a very good time for people to to, to get in touch get with something you. out of me. Yes. Okay, so Desmond, again, it is consumer at nola.co.za, K-N-O-W-L-E-R. Now, last week we had a number of uh, complaints about Black Friday deliveries, uh, particularly around Zando, which appeared to have faced complete and utter collapse yes, post-Black we've Friday. Yes, a response from them. But yes. I see someone's just tweeted, um, as we're coming on air, someone tweeted... Um, uh, sorry, where's your phone doesn't cooperate? Well, you need it, but basically, yeah. she said, does that does Zander still exist? I'm, I can't well, get hold of them. She says, "Hey, what?" Um, 
She says, oh, it's still loading, sorry. Okay. But, but basically, she, she was getting no response anywhere and had come to the conclusion the company didn't exist. I said, well, we did air a response from the company yes. just a week ago. I'm which, still waiting for mine as well, oh, so it's goodness, a week later. You would have thought they might have just prioritized um, I think mine might have been ordered in my, my married name, Wendy, so oh, they have no idea see. who it's from. Okay. But, you know, I have left messages on Facebook. I have emailed. I have Nothing. SMSed. I've called and waited and waited and waited and hold no response whatsoever. So just to yeah. repeat what they said officially this time last week, and literally remember it came in just as we we're going to air, a summary of that response from Xander was we have had high order volumes and that's put our average delivery times at four to five days. How many days have you been waiting, Pippa? Uh, mine was supposed to be with me by the 3rd of December. It's now the 20th, almost 19th of December. So it's more than two weeks overdue. Mm. Yeah. So I'm getting this from uh, Take A Lot, very bad. I'm getting it from, from customers and from um, Macro as well. Those are two major, major retailers. Um, and it's sad at this time of year. I had one woman who spent over eight thousand, eight thousand seven hundred rand on on, birth, on Christmas presents for her family. Yeah, to be sent to a Durban address. She ordered the very beginning of December and was given a first date and then told twentieth. Sorry, I'm lying. Twelfth. Okay, and that didn't happen. Now, yes, it's not Christmas yet, but like many people, they're going away. They left on the public on Tuesday, right? Mm. And the public holiday, she was pulling her hair out. I managed to get hold of somebody at Take a Lot, and she did get all those presents delivered oh, by well late done. Monday, and off they went. Sure. But the point is, a lot of people go away for Christmas, and they wanted. And here she thought she's a professional woman, and here she thought she was going to be so organised, order everything online paid up front and on the Monday afternoon she was ready to go out and buy everything again because especially with children are involved yeah. you don't want to, to disappoint them exactly to, I mean I've had to say to my son I'm afraid one of your gifts has arrived he's old enough to go that's okay mom it will come in January you know he's 12 so he, yeah. he's been quite reasonable about it and yeah. I think he's probably thinking he's going to get, some get an extra, extra ice cream yes, or something over the holidays but still it's a big one and I mean if, if you're going to, to offer the kind of specials that are going to generate the kind of traffic you expect on Black Friday, you must put the systems in See, place to cope my, with the this delivery. Is, this yeah. is the problem. Black Friday and Christmas are far too, too close, close together. together. So if they have huge growth uh, growth that they hadn't expected from Black Friday, their systems are still wall- wobbling along with mainly the delivery, their mm. delivery partners. And um, by the time the Christmas orders start coming in from people who think this is the year I'm going to get organized with Christmas shopping, spare myself the mall madness. Yep. And then you get this. So I can tell you this woman... And ordering early, unless you order beginning of November, you don't want to order too close to Black Friday either. Yeah, because you. But then you've got we don't have most many of us will not have the funds that early to do exactly, a mass to, Christmas shop. Yeah. You're waiting for your your, your December Christmas drop. Pay, yeah. The thing to know is, and it, it it often doesn't suit us, but whether it's online or bought from bricks and mortar, if a company doesn't deliver to the address and at the time that has been agreed, you are entitled to cancel order for a refund. So yeah. you don't, you're not expected as a consumer to hang around, let them sit with your money for weeks and weeks and have no recourse. The moment that first delivery promise has failed, you're allowed to demand allowed a refund. To de- yes. Okay. We're very quickly going to take in one more Black Friday complaint. Morris in the we- on the West Coast, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, uh, can you tell us uh, briefly what uh, the nature yeah, of the complaint um, is? Um, I got an SMS uh, promotion for a Black Friday uh, uh, Explorer the, uh, decoder at, a, at a, a set rate of 750 rand per month for 12 months. Mm-hmm. They delivered the decoder 
but it's got a, it's got, it comes with a free delivery and free installation. I've now been 14 days. I still can't get them to install the thing. Mm. Okay. And so every time I phone them and, and what's them, I've, I've been on the phone for them to Cape Town to the uh, field service. I've been on the messenger for every single day, and I'm, I'm just getting no joy. They, 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 you know, you, you can't talk to anybody. Wow. That's, that's a tricky one because they didn't sp- – uh, specify installation within X days now. Yes, they, it does. It does. Uh, your uh, first installment, we start billing you as from the, the, the contract 14 days after delivery or the date of installation. Oh, so they haven't. Are they billing you? Have you had your first deduction? No, well, uh, it was 14 days is tomorrow. Oh, I see. Okay, so, so um, they're saying that they're not going to bill you if you. They're saying that's no, no. They don't say. They say they, say they will bill me if, if, if uh, fourteen days after delivery, which is I've got the into the Dakota's line here, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't have it installed by anybody else. It's got to be one of the registered installers. It should be fourteen fourteen days after installation because the product's useless to you without that without installation. Without it being installed, yeah. Are you exactly, sure yeah. Does it not yeah. say that in the terms and conditions? Because it should. No, no. It says fourteen days after delivery or, or installation, whichever comes first. Oh, that's naughty. <laughs> Morris, please, I like that one. Please send it to me because it's obviously a, a multi-choice partner and um, mm. I've got some very reliable contacts at multi-choice who I'm sure will be mm. still working um, and I will take that up for you today when I come off air. Thank you. I'll send you an email. The terms are very specific, right? Yes, but yeah. that's naughty delivery or installation, or installation whatever comes. Yeah. Oh, that's naughty. Morris, so thank you. It's it's consumer at nola.co.za and please just put DSTV installation and in the yes. subject line. And Wendy will keep her eyes out for it. Morris, please don't forget your your uh, subscriber number. Okay, if you can put that in the in the content of the email, Morris, to help Wendy follow it up in sort of one quick phone call, that would be fantastic, and I hope we can get it resolved for you straight away. Uh, we didn't get to everybody's queries. I'm sorry, we've had so much feedback. It's clearly a topic we need to revisit really again to and again, Wendy. Um, we have to say goodbye for now. Consumer Talk's going on a bit of a break back in the early new year. Yes. The same week I am I back, the so ninth. the 9th of January, yes. second, as second schools go back, yes. we'll be back as well <laughs> back with, with Consumer bang. Talk. Thanks, Pippa. All the best wishes to you for Thank the best of season, Wendy, and, and, and thanks listeners. for all the support this year. Thank That's both the time to two o'clock. Let's get the latest eyewitness news.